Hi, everyone. Thanks so much for joining us for another edition of the Arms Boom and Like Project coming to you live this Tuesday, June 7th, 2022. Broadcasting live from beautiful Amherstburg, Ontario at the Little Heart Social Studios. My name is Arms. Happy to have you along for the ride. If you're watching us live, hey, we are live right now on Facebook, LinkedIn, and on Twitter. And we also have our rebroadcast podcast on iTunes, and you can find us on Anchor FM too just after the show is all done. This is a show about Windsor-Essex where we dive into the people, the places, the things that really uh, drive our city. And a shout out to our show sponsor for the rest of this season. Season two of the Arms Movement Light Project is being brought to you by my good friends over at Motor City Chrysler, located at Walker and Tecumseh. They are driving good news in Windsor-Essex and they know community. So shout out to Jason Bray and the entire team for supporting this show and the content that we pump out on a weekly basis for Windsor-Essex. And shout out for an amazing group of people, my good friends, Rotary Club of Windsor 1918, with the massively successful Art in the Park 2022, record-breaking crowds at Willistead. And a shout out to Marjorie Toth from Stony Point, who won our family four-pack of tickets here on the show to go to Art in the Park, courtesy of this program, and our friends over at Rotary. So awesome weekend, all in all. And uh, another awesome guest for you. My guest tonight is just somebody that uh, exudes enthusiasm. Um, I actually got to know him through my days at CKLW. I would be talking about different home improvement things, being a young homeowner at the time, not knowing my ass from a hole in the ground when it came to making different things happen in my home. Now I'm actually not too bad. This past weekend, I actually did some extensive landscaping uh, to our backyard to keep my wife happy. Uh, but this guy would call into my radio shows and give me advice. So we ended up communicating through emails. And uh, anytime I needed a, a sort of a sound guest on the air when it came to home improvements or what to look for when you're doing some major renovations, I would go to this guy. Uh, he's well, uh, well known right across Windsor-Essex for his uh, eye to detail and things that you may not see if you're buying or even selling a property in Windsor-Essex. So yes, we are going to talk about the real estate market. We're going to talk about some pop culture. And we're going to talk about all sorts of cool things on today's show. From Amerispec, my good buddy, Mr. Rob Isepi is joining us here on the program. Rob, what's shaking, buddy? How what's, you doing, man? What's going on? How you doing? How are I'm things? Great. How are you? You know, man, I'm plugging away as we continue on uh, this crazy world. First of all, uh, I got to say, thank you for spending some time with me. I know you're like one of the busiest guys I know, uh, which is a good thing, I think, in your business. Um, for people who aren't familiar with what you do and what you have done and continue to do for homeowners and potential homeowners in Windsor-Essex, tell me a little bit about Amerispec and uh, you know your long career and kind of making sure that people are making sound investments when it comes to real estate. Well, that's awesome. Thanks for the thanks for that wonderful plug. You're the best. Uh, we've been at it for 24 years now. Actually, this June will be 24 years. Uh, you know, helping buyers when they're buying and helping sellers when they sell in the home inspection industry. Um, we're keeping busy these days with a lot of listing inspections. We're seeing more and more of that happening. People are. Um, when they're putting their home on the market, they're having an inspection done just to put it on the table there. Uh, this week, we've done quite a few of those. Um, other than that, we're just hustling. We've got energy audit programs. Amerispec is a national franchise. We're across North America and we deliver um, some government rebate programs provincially. And also um, um, we deliver the Ontario um, Greener Homes program, and we also deliver the Enbridge uh, rebates program. So there's some other things on the table for people that are renovating as well. It's not just about people buying and selling. Dude, I remember the time that, I mean, Rob has uh, essentially inspected every property I intended to purchase uh, and every real estate move I've made as a single bachelor all the nice. way until uh, being a married man. And uh, I remember, dude, I, somebody was asking me the other day, like, hey, I, I, I'm thinking about getting a home inspection on this property. I said, yeah, that's that's a good idea, right? I think I think you should do your due diligence. And I gave him your card. And uh, I go, I go, this guy, I know he actually did. I remember uh, when we bought in South Walkerville. I still um, remember that house. You, they yeah. had some wonky <laughs> like bathroom tap thing that was sticking halfway out of the hall, the wall. And you were like, you're like, this can't be like, and you're pulling on it. And then it it's just start leaking. And you're like, see, like they didn't even install this properly. And like, nope. this would have been a problem. And I was like, I'm like, I, I would never have known that. I would have bought the property and then I would have called either my agent after the fact or I would have said, like, what the hell is going on here? That's the thoroughness, I think, as a potential home buyer, people appreciate with you. I that I remember that house and I do remember that we had a flooding problem there in the neighborhood. 
as well. And I think I brought that to your attention too back then. And I believe later on something did happen. If I recall, no, that was um that that was a stressful summer. That's when yeah, I from, that was um, a brutal summer. I remember, yeah. I remember you I, and I going through a lot of. Pro- actually, we went through a few properties. Yeah, yeah. That's when um that there's that quote unquote the one in a hundred year flood, and then it ended up that's happening right. like every other freaking summer. But that's, right. that's when we just moved to South Walkerville, and I put about ten grand into the basement to fix yep. it up. It wasn't anything much, but yeah. new floors, new paint, you know, all new light fixtures, it was nice. stuff. It was um, nice, and but- then. I just started a new job and I get a phone call from my neighbor saying that the basement's totally flooded. And I remember I called you and I'm like, dude, and you're like, yeah, man, like that whole area, South Walkville was getting hit. Like that was crazy, dude. But that, that was a sewer, like that was the the infrastructure failing. And I I think if you recall, we went across the street to your neighbor's house too and went Mm -hmm. in her basement as well. And that was an infrastructure problem. And now uh, things have changed. Now people are more aware of those things and we're, we're definitely, uh, Warning people, because now insurance companies, they want to see the backwater valves. They want to see the sump pumps. So th- times are changing. Even from when you bought that house, things have changed quite a bit. Yeah, I, I just, I remember you went into the crawl space in our place too. And you were like, dude, you you guys have to do um, a backup system here. Like, you've got to get that done. We ended up putting one in and we ended up selling and we're out here in the Berg now. But yeah, um, so lots of stuff to talk to you about. I want to talk to you about, I want to talk about the real estate market from your perspective. Sure. We've got lots to unpack with that. I want to talk about some some of the crazy stuff we've done over the years, you and I, some of our passions, um, and then just kind of dive into some stuff on Windsor. But yeah, I mean, here we are. Okay, uh, it is June 7th, 2022. We're talking about the real estate market. Um, WeCar released its recent stats saying that sales were down year over year for, I think, about 20% um, uh, in Windsor-Essex. What is your take with the interest rates high, like hiking um, seems to be more properties on the market from a home inspection standpoint for the amount of uh, years you've had in the business. What's your take on what's happening from this red hot market to where we may be headed now? Well, I, I think the market is still a, a hot market. And I think if you have a good product, it's going to move pretty quickly because it's again, there isn't that many good, good, good houses, turnkey houses out there. And it has been the seller's market and they've done very well. And now what I see changing a little bit is we're doing more inspections on the front end. So we are now doing more um, conditional offers. We're seeing more, again, uh, we're seeing more listing inspections where um, realtors are offering it as a package when they do a listing presentation. They're including, you know, the home staging, the home inspection, and some other perks to make the property more attractive to the potential buyer. And I think if you give the buyer the least amount of um, resistance to purchasing the home, so that would be, you know, easy knowledge about the home, easy report to read. Um, you know, a staged or virtually staged so they can get an idea of how the space would look to them or feel to them. I think that's that's a very important part of the the whole process. And I think the consumer confidence, giving consumer confidence only leads to a better uh, experience for everybody. I think the days, and correct me if I'm wrong, I mean, I've only been somewhat in the industry for a bit now, but I think the days of, you know, buying without checking uh, or buying without seeing maybe in the rearview mirror uh, going forward. Do you think? I'm I'm seeing some change with that, although I do deal a lot with investors and the investors are still buying sight unseen and trusting their their the people that represent them to to take care of them. So I think as far as value, I think region wise, uh, climate wise, and I'm not you know, I'm, I don't work for the ombudsman or anything like that. I think our region is probably one of the best regions in Canada. And I think with everything going on, we're just going to keep thriving. And I would consider this nothing more than the typical dip that I see before the kids finish school. Yeah. And it's funny you should say that too. I mean, we, I've said since we've had those major announcements on the sh- uh, in Windsor since the last maybe three, four months, you got the, the battery plant coming spinoff jobs coming with that. Um, the other plants that are coming here within the region too. Like I had I had Jimmy on, Jim Crichton on a couple of weeks ago and him and I were kind of talking about that. As you know, Jim is a huge car guy. And I think Jim summed it up what I've been feeling since those announcements. And I don't want to be a Debbie Downer on it. I think the announcements are, are honestly high time for this area. Um, but I go back to when I was doing the radio and TV stuff that we made a big who to do. And I'll say it again about the wind turbines 
and wind turbines were going to be the end all to be all and alleluia we've got solar panels and we've got solar panel factories and this region is going to be transformed i mean at one point i was doing traffic reports for cs wind because they were hauling the biggest um yeah yeah turbines right like that was a traffic report oh the ec road expressway eastbound is backed up and then it was just like uh you know uh, uh, it was like a whimper in the night you know, like you drive by uh, CS Wind now on, on the East Hero Expressway and the places you could fire a cannon through it. So I don't think that's going to happen with the battery plant, right, Rob? But I do think that it's almost like, like Jim said, we need to be cautious, cautiously optimistic that, you know, this investment will, in fact, be significant investment. And I think it will be. I'm seeing in my business, I'm going to be honest with you, 30% of my business is out of town business where people are not from this region. And in the last five years, they, ha- they, they may have stopped coming in droves and buses, which was a bit of a farce as far as I'm concerned, but the serious investors haven't stopped. So I'm still seeing commercial, residential, and seeing very large players in this city invest a lot of money into this city. So, And I even drive an electric car, to be honest with you, since 2019. So awesome. I kind of foresaw the writing on the wall with what was going to going to happen. And I've honestly, I've never had an inconvenience and I've never run out of charge and I use it for running around for the business. And there's, there's no problem. You don't go 400 kilometers in one sitting on a regular work day for most people. Do you know what I mean? It's not, you know, if you're going to take a long road trip, you probably don't want to do it in an economy car. Anyways, you probably want to do it in something a little more comfortable. So Dude, it's funny you should say that because I don't want to put anybody on the spot, but a good friend of mine who shall name nameless is, um, is a pretty sizable business owner here in the region. Um, he's he's fairly quiet about some of his investments and and his and what he does, um, but I can tell you from his corporate standpoint that they have had a mandate within the next five to ten years is to start investigating what it would look to take to take some of their existing operations, I'll leave it at that, and convert them into um, EV charging station, like gas stations just with EV charging stations. Um, and Not- and it, it'll, it'll, be a, it'll be a massive, like for this area, massive undertaking. Um, again, I don't want to let the cat out of the bag a bit about, you know, where he's been sort of told, but he's like, now I have to think about, you know, can I do this? Do I want to do this? What's it going to take me to do this? But it seems like these corporations are going to be doubling down on um, electric cars. Um, well, there's even an incentive right now that you, if you have a business with a certain amount of, uh, I think you have to have a certain amount of employees there. You can, they'll su- help you. I think it's a subsidy. They'll pay 50% of the cost of putting in the charging station. So it, it's happening. I, I was recently in Toronto and I saw the wave coming down and now all the, the uh, roadsides off the 401, the roadside stops are all going to have DC uh, fast chargers. And uh, to be honest with you, I made a road trip with my electric car and I only stopped once for about 45 minutes to give it a top up. And I did it at a DC fast charger and I got 80% in about 40 minutes. And that's about how long it took to have lunch. And I was in downtown Toronto. So not, it wasn't really a big deal, but I think yeah. moving forward, it's just going to be easier and easier. And just in the last, actually less, this last week, um, I've had three clients that showed up in electric cars. So I'm starting to see, if you haven't noticed, they're everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. It's a big, it's a big change over the last. I, I'm, ex- I'm excited. I, 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 I'm excited. I jumped on the bandwagon a little early, but uh, I'm excited for the change. I think it's, I still have gas cars as well. And I think I'll have a bit of both, to be honest with you. Rob Iseppi is my guest, uh, great guy from Amerispec Home Inspections. We're talking about the real estate market. We're talking about all sorts of stuff. I want to get into some of his background over the years. I mean, the dude has probably seen it all when it comes to homes and things people have done in homes too. Um, some comments rolling in here. Seth says on our stream, Rob has inspected both of our homes that I've purchased. Great guy. Awesome service. So uh, thanks, love Seth. Seth. What a good guy. Yeah. It's nice to, you know, Windsor's five degrees of separation, right? People yeah. know people, and uh, it's nice to see that kind of feedback that you get from people, right? I find when you go somewhere in Windsor, I almost always see someone I know, or you go to a restaurant, and there's, you know, COVID's kind of ruined ruined the last few years, but I think now we're really seeing a, a resurgence, and I'm excited. I'm excited for everything that's happening in my city. I always thought it would happen. I just, I it's been too long coming, to be honest with you. 
So with COVID, I mean, when this all happened, March 2020, dude, like, I mean, you're going into homes. Like, what's going through your mind when this is all breaking that, you know, stay locked in lockdowns and stay at home and stuff like that? Well, initially, we got a protocol directly from from uh, head office because I belong to quite a large franchise. And um, we had a protocol. Um, initially, we weren't doing we were told not to do inspections. I think that was the first couple of weeks just to hold off and everything kind of slowed down and stopped. But then we, we created a protocol, not created a protocol. We followed the medical officer of health protocol and we geared up and we went to work and we never really stopped. Uh, it was different. Um, there was times where we were, were actually not even encouraging the client to come, which is almost completely against what I want, but the concerns were so rampant that we, we basically were the only ones allowed in the house. So we'd get to a home inspection and basically everyone would leave and we'd do the home inspection and lo- and close the door and then leave. And then the, the pe- whoever was coming back would come back and everything was recapped either by a video call or a conference call or just over the phone. And we'd send them the report. And I did not like doing that business that way. I feel like our business is an interactive business. And I think, as you know, being with me on home inspections, I show you things. We walk around and see things. It's yep. it's not the same experience not to be there. Although I would not discourage you. If you can't be there, you can't be there. We'll take care of you. But if you're asking me, is it a better experience when you're there? Of course it is. So I'm excited that I, ha- I nowadays people are coming to the inspection. We even if we have to wear PPE, we're get we we have the consumer with us. That's awesome. And you're right. It feels like they're you know. I had mentioned art in the park as we opened up the show. It's like um, we didn't have a chance to get down there. I wanted to this weekend, but um, I saw some of the photos and, you know, what Rotary was tweeting out and, and posting. And it was like, my God, it was like um, like a Beatles concert. Like it was packed, full of it, people, which is good to see. I mean, it, it, was rocking. It, right? it was rocking. Yeah, it was rocking. My wife went down. My daughter went down. Uh, another colleague of mine went down and uh, I didn't make it down because I was busy, but it was just... I guess it was just ridiculous. The Sunday or the Saturday was ridiculous, I guess. So, yeah. That's good. That's Which good is great. See. I'm excited. I want, that's what I want to see. I want to see our city thrive. Anyone who doesn't so, want to see our city thrive shouldn't live here. That's it. Yeah. Well, there's a lot of, I think there's a lot of that going on too. I think, you know, and, and I get it. And this has even been like an issue before the pandemic hit. I think uh, I ran in this today, um, you know, dealing with an email I received uh, with somebody asking about a certain process in terms of what we were doing to promote something. And it was a very negative email, but I was trying to be very transparent. Like, and then one thing I've learned from day one um, is always, you know, you can give people the information and I'm sure you're the same way. And then the information's here. So, so I, I, I'm not going to try to change your mind, but nope. I am going to, I'm going to set those facts, right? This is the, this is the process. This is the reason we did this. Um, and then I'm going to also put it on them too to say we'd love for you to be a part of it. Is there is there some way we can we can get that? But then they throw up those walls, and I kind of extrapolate that to where we are in 2022. Not everyone, but certainly I think a sizable portion of like the atmosphere that's out there, um, they can tend to be skew very negative. I get it. Inflation's ridiculous, and you know I think there's a lot of people who are very. Um, uncertain on what the the future is going to bring and then you can compound all the social issue problems that we have um i also think that you know we do need to reach across the aisle so to speak and 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 try to help people as we go too but like i said to uh, my team at the humane society you know my department i say you know anybody can point at a window and say it's broken let's figure out how to fix it let's figure out how we can do it at collectively so that doesn't happen again um it's just, it's a weird dichotomy of sort of the public's feeling right now. And I hope it goes back to some sort of calm or even kindness over the next little bit. I hope it does. My experience, and I'm on the phone a lot these days because of these, with these energy audit programs, there's a lot of inquiries and calls and I like to screen everybody to make sure they qualify. And I've got a, I've got a bit of a, my, my deal is, I'm not taking your money if you're not going to make money with these energy audit programs. And the problem is sometimes it's not always worth the person's while to participate. So I'm very Mm -hmm. good about screening them. And I'll be honest with you, what I've noticed in the last six months is people are definitely kinder than they've been. And I think 
um, even with everything stress with the stress and everything out, I'm finding that if I give kindness, I'm getting it back right away. No problem at all. But what I am finding and what actually happened to me yesterday with the, this lovely lady that I was taking care of on the phone, um, she said to me at the end, thank you very much because no one would explain anything to me. And I'm like, like it took me the extra five minutes to explain to her and it wasn't worth her while to participate. And I won't even get into the, the, what it was about, but it wasn't worth her while. And we talked about it and I took an extra five minutes. She said, and she thanked me and she said, I'm going to keep your number because I know my neighbor's doing some home improvements and I'm going to give them your number. And to be honest with you, arms, I've lived off my name for 24 years, pretty much. And whether it's me or whoever comes out for a Marispec, we do what we have to do and we do our best. And you and I both know we're never going to make everybody happy and there's always going to be. Yeah. It's just, you can't feed the, you can't feed the beasts, right? Like it's just, there's always going to be somebody. And I took me a long time to, to learn that it just in in my personal life and then in my professional life too. It's like, I, I say to my team, it's like, okay, there's a, there's a certain point where you just, you, you can't do anything. Like, I'm not going to get dragged into that hole. Right. So it's like, don't but that kindness thing. Don't yeah. Pull don't, me pull me, don't pull me in. I, don't I pull have me no, in with you. I have, I, you, can, you don't have to pull, you can tell me about it, but you don't have to pull me into the hole with you. Me in. It's like, I'm protecting my, 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 my aura, right. My space. But when yeah. you talk about that referral, I think that when people trust you and they know you and they know that you can spend, it's amazing when you say you spend some time with somebody. Um, I, I think that's, that's going to be a valuable skill set. I think going forward in the next five to 10 years, I think everybody's so I want it now. I want it now, but kind of walk somebody through a process kind of, you know, know that, Hey, you're the expert in this. I'm going to make sure that I'm going to do the very best for you, whatever the outcome is. I think that's going to be gold going forward. I think customer service is the future because you got people, the not, not even that, if you like, if you look at demographics, the population is aging service demands are going to be higher in the future. We're going to have to take care of people. And part of taking care of people is just explaining to them what's going on. They don't have to even understand it, but when you ex- at least try to explain it to them, it just makes things, I don't know, it just makes things easier. I find, but that's, that's the way I do most of my business and it seems to work for me. And the comments are rolling in for Rob Esepi. He's my guest. Episode 23. This is season two of the Arms Women Like Project being brought to you by my good friends over at Motor City Chrysler at the intersection of Tecumseh and Walker. You can stop in today. They're driving Windsor and Essex County with positive conversation and fantastic Chrysler vehicles. Um, Michelle says on Facebook, I totally agree with Rob. Lots of negativity and uncertainty in the air lately. I hope it shifts. More kindness and less judgment. Um, not that it's an excuse, but you know, we kind of talked about this um, from a hiring standpoint, before we went live here, uh, we were kind of shooting the breeze in the virtual green room. Um, we were talking about some of the trade-offs for that customer service versus where we're going as, as a society with this sort of shift or the resistance to the shift for certain positions from a work from home or remote model. And I was saying to you, um, you know, I mean, I'm very much remote in my particular position, but I mean, I am on site at the shelter probably once or twice a week. Uh, I'm there sometimes on weekends if there's an event or something's coming in. Uh, But generally speaking, I don't have a nine to five anymore, right? It's very much I work, I have projects I have to push through. um, And then we have goals for our team, which hold us all accountable to kind of push those projects forward. So if I know that I've got a big project coming up, which we do, and I know I have to push something through, I'm going to do it at night when I do have some time when I can kind of get away from the email distractions or the phone calls. Um, not all jobs are like that, but it's amazing to me that to have that that sort of flexibility with people to see how those things go, um, how beneficial that's been for people who are able to do it here uh, in 2022. I find, I agree with you. That's uh, I'm finding that that's one of the beauties of what I do as well. I'm able to not only serve the public, but I can also, it's not a nine to five. It's, it's when you own your own business like this and you're out there, it's all the time. It's, it's, it's hard to, to turn it off and on. And what I find myself doing is when I have the time, that quiet time is I reflect on what I do with people and how I take care of people. And I think, Honestly, I did. I'm basically doing what my father did. My father took care of 
the job he was told to do. If he was paid to do a job, he did the job properly. And if it wasn't done properly, he took it apart and did it again. And pretty much the phone ran off, rang off the hook for 40 plus years and he worked until he couldn't work anymore. So I think if as long as you treat people the way you want to be treated, you should be okay. I agree. And, and, and I love that mentality too. Like you can get caught up in that corporate jargon, man. It's there. And, you know, I, 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 I say to the team, you know, metrics are one thing, right? Like what, what you can measure gets managed, but at the end of the day, I mean, unless you're working directly with robots or computers, um, it's, Things are people business with bots, right? Working with bots, working with bots, right? Like I, I'm so dated working with those fancy robots. Um, no, 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 it's not bots. It, no, it's bots. You can't say bots. robots anymore. It's bots. Yeah. But you know what I mean? Like it's, it's things are people business, right? And you have to connect with people and spend some time with people. And I think that's a lost art. Re uh, you know, real just estate, to make sure they service. Good. You have yeah. to, we're in the service industry. What you're doing right now is serving people. We're doing a podcast so people can interact with us, learn, ask questions. It's we serve. That's what we do. Well, dude, the reason why I do this is like I, I it's an itch that it needs to be scratched. <laughs> like I, told, I told Carrie, I'm like, like last year at the beginning of 2021, man, I'm like, I've been thinking about doing something like this for a long time. Love it. Um, I haven't had. I've had a lot of people tell me what to do with it, and then that that was another thing, right? A lot of people. That's one thing I've learned too in my my rules of life that I'm going to give Liam is like rule number 15. It's like, uh, take advice from people, but also realize if they've done what you're doing and adjust accordingly. <laughs> because like when I, I, I used to say, I'm going to do a podcast. I got all these people telling me, I got to go do this, got to go to a studio, do this. And then the pandemic hits this beautiful technology opens up with a live stream. I'm like, set up my own studio and away set we it. go. You Ooh. know, you just turn on a mic and go live. Right. Um, I, I don't want to like, I'm sitting, uh, not to, you know, not to, 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 you know, make this sound like that this is super easy, but I'm literally sitting in my garage and I'm using my cell phone to talk to you right now. It's a beautiful thing. And you, it's just, crystal clear. It's a beautiful because thing. Because the camera wouldn't work on my laptop. And, uh, I pay, I, so I panicked and I stacked my phone on top of some books and that's what I'm doing right now. And it's like, it we're, we're getting her done. That's it. And it's great. Dude, like I've got like literally this is where I do all my work, you know, for all my 15 different jobs. And uh, it's my little my Zen space here, you know, um, but it's good. I, I it's I'm very blessed. Um, very. We're very blessed. We are. We are. Uh, Sherry, uh, who's on LinkedIn. Sherry, thank you for joining us. It's our first time tuning in. Sherry, we do the show live every Tuesday night, rain or shine. Uh, I only missed it once with the birth of my daughter. My wife would have killed me if uh, I did a podcast within 24 hours of having a new child. Um, but yeah, just what I do at the shelter. So I work at the Humane Society. Uh, I'm the director of donor relations and fundraising and community relations. So basically, uh, we're the I'm the guy to kind of work with people like Rob and uh, work with businesses like Amerispec and say, are there ways that we can work together? Um, I work with nonprofit, other nonprofit groups. We kind of get people into what the Humane Society does, which is essentially helping healing uh, animals and families uh, in Windsor and Essex County. So it's a really cool organization. Um, I've worked with them through my media career for close to 15 years. Our executive director, Melanie Coulter, I know personally, she's a fantastic woman and uh, really fantastic team, people who really do care about the mission. Uh, so it, it is a very rewarding job. Very, very happy to be there. And, you know, dogs and cats, right? And bunnies. We love them. So my ba my baby comes from the Humane Society. She's a COVID. She's a COVID cat. We got her during COVID from the Humane Society. Her name's Athena and you'll see her on my Instagram. That's awesome. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, Sherry says, I have three doggies. Would love to help. Okay. Just email us, right? It's just uh, events at windsorhumane.org. And Kim our events assistant will uh, take your information down as well. So fantastic. Thank you yeah. yeah I, I, we used to have, I used to have a dog. I used to have a cockapoo. Um, and then when it ended up happening, Benson, um, I think I remember, I think I remember that dog. I was very close to Benson. And then I ended up working, got hired at the television station. So That's I ended great. up not being home period. Um, so it wasn't fair to him. So my parents ended up adopting him, um, had a very good life with my parents. He just passed actually just before the pandemic. Oh, uh, was, was very well taken care of by my mom and my dad. So. Oh, I have no, I have no doubt. Oh yeah. They're like my parents who did they were never getting a dog. And then when I, I was like, <laughs> can you take Benson? They're like, Oh my God, we love him. He's the best. So 
was I love the I love those dad dog memes, you know, where the dad didn't want a dog and people post a picture of the dad with the dog. You know, I know he's all like he's just all that. like melted away. Yeah, right? oh, it's just ridiculous. I love it. I love. It. I was the same. I didn't want. I, in the beginning, I was like, no, no, and and like she's my, she's a cat, by the way, but I love her. <laughs> one day, I said to Kara, I'm like my wife. One day we'll get an animal. Like I, I'm firmly in that mindset now. I just got to get the kids. Oh, Lydia I think Liam. you've got a household full of animals already. <laughs> oh, yeah, dude, I. <laughs> here's my schedule right so I, I do the pot like i do the podcast tonight like so liam and i were at my mom's today so my mom could uh, spend some time with liam and yeah. i could work in the basement at my parents place and that's another beauty thing and then I, I come home put liam to bed uh get him all ready for school tomorrow put him to bed do the podcast with you put the podcast up um i will st stay with olivia uh feed her and then feed her through the night oh. and then usually go to bed until about three o'clock in the morning and then wake up around seven because Liam will come like barging in and being like, dad, 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 dad. He doesn't and I'm care. Just like, no, he doesn't care. And then, <laughs> I'm like, dude, I'm like, I am so sometimes like painfully tired when I wake up. Like I'm disoriented. Like I'm like, like, I'm like, where am I? And then it takes me like, Carrie, God bless my wife. I love her. But she'll machine gun me as soon as I get up. And by that, she'll be like, but we got to do this. And this, 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 and I'm just like, I, I, I cannot process what is going on right now? Like you have to give me like a good hour and at least a cup of coffee before the joys, any of this gets processed. The, joy, you know? the joys of family life, brother. I got a boy and a girl too. It's good times. It's good. It's blessing, but it's like, well, oh. it's a blessing and a half. You're mil it's a million dollar family, bud. That's it. And you just, you just do what's best for the family. Or 5 but, million now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. With inflation. With inflation and um, $5 million family. Yeah. Have you, I know when we were talking before the pandemic, I know you were doing some pretty cool workouts and stuff. And I know we were talking about that. And I used to be heavy into working out too. Had my kids. I fell off the wagon hard um, to the point where I think I'm honestly the heaviest I've, I've been. I think I'm coming in at like almost 235 now. So um, got to go back to the gym, bud. Well, on Monday, I'm going to Movadi. Um, nice. I'm going to get my, part of my language, my button gear. And nice. um, I, I, I don't like, dude, when I was at, when I was in 2016, before I got hitched, I was like deadlifting like 225. I mean, I wasn't like ripped like Arnold, but I was like, I was doing 5Ks, no problem. Yeah, uh, you were hustling. I, re I remember. I remember the, uh, I was the shakedown. The yeah. And it's like, now I'm looking at it. I'm like, I was doing landscaping this weekend and I'm just, my gut's hanging out of my shirt. Oh, like, my Lord. Gary's like, my God, like, like put it. I'm like, you know what? I like, no, I'm good. It's you COVID, know, bro. So. We all I, I put on the COVID weight. I'm I'm dealing with the same shit. I get uh, when COVID started, uh, I was training with that guy, and he was a little bit nervous about viruses, and he was, you know, he didn't want to get the shot in the beginning, and I don't want to go on down that road. But anyways, I don't care. But in the end, I kind of let it go by the wayside, and then he stopped doing it, and then I kind of let it go. But I'm in the same boat. We got to hustle. Got to get back out there. Got to get back into a routine. That's it. You even if it's just for the clarity too, right? That's like, it. I know like, like when I was mentally, I could hand, I mean, mentally I can handle a lot, but mentally when I was working out, I'm sure you're the same way we were talking about this. I think we had, we were doing lunch at Mazar and we were talking about this. hundred percent. You got a great memory. And, and we were talking about the mental effects of working out, even if you're not just like, Hey, I'm going to pump you up, but just to kind of clear out the cobwebs and just be a, it's a it's, euphoric, it's euphoric. It gives you a euphoric feeling. You got, I know, I know that because I'm not doing it right now. And even like last weekend, I did a bunch of mulch at the house. And yeah. when you don't shovel for a long time and then you shovel like 40 wheelbarrows, let me tell you, your body reminds you. Yeah. You know, oh, yeah. <laughs> Dude, I, I got, um, you know, uh, uh, the, the Danaher family and, and from Danaher top. So like, I, I love them. Fantastic right. folks. Um, I, I, I known them for a long time. They used to do my gardening show on CKLW. Um, so I called them up and I said, listen, I go, um, I want to keep my wife happy. Um, she wants to do a little bit of landscape. Well, she wants me to do some landscaping in the yard. So I said, uh, I said to some people I know, I'm like, I'm going to, that's what I'm doing this weekend, this past weekend. So we ended up ordering, and I, I don't know yards for the, the life of me, right? They're like, oh, how many yards do you want? I'm like, I don't freaking know. Like, how many three? yards did you order? Three? I got three. And they came <laughs> with the big truck, dude. And it's I got the Canadian slate stone, right? Oh. And, and, and it's very nice. Very, very nice. Yeah. They dumped it. And I was like, <laughs> you dump it right where did you dump it on the on the driveway yeah it's right on my driveway so I, and then i'm the only one doing it so like liam's running around he's got his little shovel helping me and then yeah. Olivia and carrie are just sitting there like this watching me 
and I'm just sweating and I'm like loading up the stone. I'm doing all this landscaping myself. And then I'm like, I kind of finished, but then I said to Kara, I'm like, we still have this massive pile in our driveway. So like we need to figure, so I've been topping up the other landscaping with right. it. Yeah. And then I'm like, do I post it on our, like our neighborhood group and say, does anybody want this stuff? Like anybody want some stone? Yeah. You want some stone come. It's free at so, my house. So rule of thumb, rule of thumb, a yard will fill a pickup truck bed. An old school pickup truck, not not your pickup truck bed of today, because those are the, all those short boxes. I'm talking yeah. about a single cab work truck. You know what I'm talking about? Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's what a yard will fill. That's a yard, okay. just for future reference. To the top okay. of the box wall, that's a yard roughly inside the back of that truck pickup. So you ordered three pickup trucks full, bud. <laughs> I ordered of that and dirt. Oh, fabulous. Um, All right. I've got, I've got tops of them. Like, so I said to Kara, I'm like, I'm like, make a garden. More. Well, that's why I said to her, I'm like, you get a, like, I got to go get some, some pegs for the landscaping fabric, like pick another area in the backyard and I'll, I'll go get the plants. And oh, so why not? It. But anyways, Joyce I'm Italian. We don't throw away good dirt. We make the garden. <laughs> well, like, Kara goes to me, she, Rob, she's like, well, why don't we just put, put the rest of it underneath the deck? I'm like, I'm not going to load. No, you don't kind of stuff will grow under there after? No, no. No, like I'm not doing that under the deck. No, like we'll no, figure no. something out. And then my neighbor, no. God bless him, comes over. He's like, he's got a stogie in his mouth. He's like, hey, what are you doing with that? And I'm like, I don't know. I was going to like figure it out. He's like, well, I'll take it off your hands. I'm like, well, done. Yeah, you know what right. I mean? So There's always a guy. Uh, There's always, always a guy. Always a guy. Uh, one thing, our, our, our love too, and a lot of people message in on the show, they say, what's going on in the background here? I mean, that's mostly my books and, and stuff from the broadcast stuff. But here I've got all my my different Batman and different things that bring me a sense of joy a bit. But you and I, I you're big comic book guys, you're big collector guys. I know that you love uh, Batman. That's something that we share a passion about. But uh, I know you're collecting the Hot Wheels too. Yeah, um, it's it's fun. It's 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 an innocent collection kind of thing. I I'm just I'm 54 years old and I, I'm still a kid. I love Hot Wheels. I love comic books. I'm thrilled with this whole Marvel universe. I mean, I read all those stories 25, 30, 40 years ago. Some of those stories that are all playing out on the big screen now and DC's. To be honest with you, this is something I wanted to bring up with you one day, and I'm going to bring it up right now. Go for it. I was always felt that Marvel was darker than DC, but I'm wrong. DC is way darker than Marvel. Yes, I I, I, I will agree with you on that. I think. I, oh my god! I, like the last thing that I watched was the. Uh, what's the one on Netflix that it's Robin takes over for Robin uh, leaves Batman and he's got his own crew there. I just, I'm blanked. Oh, I don't know why I blanked like out. Like the Teen Titans. Wow. That's yeah. all I, I was going to text you actually, after I watched the whole series and say, cause I never, you got to understand the Batman I grew up with is the guy from family guy is the mayor. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? That they would block out the hits with, big pow signs and boom signs. They wouldn't even let you hit, see people get hit back then. So when I watch some of this DC stuff now, like the suicide squad and all that stuff, I'm just like, wow, that's all. Cause I never read those comics. I thought Marvel was darker. So you, you enlightened me for sure. Well, Marvel, see, generally speaking, like it's funny you should say that because like Kevin Feige, who is sort of the mastermind, who is, I guess like he can just write his own checks in Hollywood right now. He's in a proven oh, he's killing of dollars. He's, he, I mean, you give the guy something and he'll turn it into gold. Um, I will say this as a Marvel fan, I'm a fan of both as a Marvel fan after Avengers Endgame, I found that I, my tastes for Marvel are very selective. Like they've come out with a lot of unique content since Endgame um, on Disney plus um, you know, some of the things I really enjoyed, Shang-Chi, I loved. Yeah, that was um, good. I really enjoyed uh, Moon Knight. I thought that was a really good Disney Plus show. Um, I liked Hawkeye. I thought it was okay. I got um, made I got made fun of for having Moon Knight comic books in the 70s because nobody even knew who he was. Right? Like, that's you the know thing. What I mean? then, <laughs> nobody even like, knew who he was. And I loved the Egyptian. I loved the Egypt and the pyramids and yeah. stuff. So I was all over that when I was a kid. It's yeah. like an Egyptian Batman, which is like, who's got like some dissociative identity disorder, I've, right? I've been holding a, 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 I have a 1979 or a 1980 Moon Knight comic that I've been holding all this time, thinking someday they're going to do a Moon Knight. And they did it. They yeah. did. They did the yeah. miniseries on Disney+. Plus. I, think, I thought it was pretty good. I thought it was pretty good. I thought good. it was great too. I, I, yeah. It was really interesting. I, I just, there's some of the things that I'm just, 
it's almost like like I loved Loki. Loki, I thought was my favorite one. Captain America and Winter, uh, Captain America and the Falcon. Um, thought that Winter Soldier and Falcon. I thought that was great too. But there were some shows and s- certain kind of tropes that they're doing through Marvel right now. Yeah, I'm not saying it has me worried. Like, listen, I love Spider Man No Way Home, or um, was it No Way Home? Yeah, No Way Home. The one that was in theaters with the three different Spider Man. I thought that was freaking brilliant. Yeah. Okay. But I feel like they're constantly having to one up themselves in cameos. And I don't know if you've seen the new Doctor Strange yet. Oh, yeah. Um, I won't watch the previews and I won't watch the previews for Thor because they give away the damn movies now. I'm done with this. I'm done with previews. No more previews. Buddy of mine and and I went to go see Doctor Strange on opening night and um, I liked it. I just feel that they're setting a very tough precedent. And I'll just leave it at that from a storytelling perspective. So it's I don't know. Much. I, it's too much. I, we're gonna go to like a whole Secret Wars deal in the next five years with a big crossover event. Yeah, yeah. I think that's where they're going. But then on the flip side, DC, you've got these properties that are coming out, like Peacemaker on HBO Max. Oh my god! Did you? Wa- I meant to text you. It was amazing. I that was freaking amazing. I, I had amazing. like no expectations going in, and I thought like I was addicted to it. I'm like, this is jo- the greatest show. I like hate- hilarious. I- I hated WWF. I, I stopped watching wrestling with Macho Man Randy Savage. Quit. Okay. Just yeah, like yeah. I'm talking, I'm old. Okay. But John Cena, he's a star. So oh, he's, he's so fantastic. good. I love fantastic. that guy. Yeah. That whole cast was just amazing. The fantastic. Story was amazing. Yeah. It was a fantastic cast. And uh, that's James Gunn, right? He's fantastic. Yeah. yeah. From Marvel. Right. Yeah, there, yeah, he's doing the new Guardians of the Galaxy. I love that. See, I'm all about that. You mentioned the Secret War, uh, Secret Invasion. I uh, that was my favorite series for Marvel, the the Scrolls. So I'm yeah. excited for the Scrolls and all that's coming. So I think it's going to be good. But like with DC, it's like you know they had that whole kerfuffle with Zack Snyder's Justice League and the whole movement with that, which I, was I didn't enjoy. It. I didn't enjoy it. You didn't like it? No. See, no. I thought it was okay. Yeah. I thought it was okay. I did think it was bloated, but I also think they doubled down on if they were going to go that dark route, which they, they doubled down on it. Right. Uh, one thing I would highly recommend if you've got Amazon and you've got uh, Amazon prime and if you've got stack TV as a, a subscription, right. I was just watching the last couple of nights when I was feeding Olivia. Um, it's a DC animated movie. It's called injustice. And the whole premise on it is based on the video games. And it's, it's phenomenal. It's basically what it's basically what happens if Superman gets pushed too far, and at the nutshell, the Joker goes into Metropolis and decides, "I can't win against Batman. I'm going to win against Superman. How am I oh going to do that? Um, I'm going to kill it. I'm going to kill Lois Lane." And um, he does, and it's I don't want to spoil. It's really it's really convoluted. Anyways, a nuke goes off, nukes all of Metropolis, right? And Superman is just irate, kills the Joker in a fit of rage. And then the line starts to get being drawn between Batman and Superman in terms of where do we stop being gods versus protectors? So as some of the villains go with Batman because they're just pissed that Superman's got off at the deep end, which is great. Like Harley Quinn, Batman's new sidekick. She's great. Um, and then Superman has like some of his like Wonder Woman with him. But then she's got some of the villains that also back him. And it's, it's a fantastic story. It gets a little dark. Um, but I was like... They just need somebody at the helm of DC or very much Warner Brothers to say, man, if you put Henry Cavill into a decent Superman film and have him have like a good cast of characters, like a decent Lex Luthor, um, do a decent Doomsday, uh, all the different characters from movies, (laughs) I will pay to go see those movies in the theater. And I think I don't know if you saw it yet, but I think a good start was the Batman. I freaking loved I loved the Batman. I saw it three times in theaters. That's how yep. much I loved it. Yeah, um, I, think, I think it was a good start. I wasn't convinced with the lead, but I, in the end, he convinced me. It was good. Yeah, Robert Pattinson was. Yeah. I thought he yeah. did a really good. I wasn't convinced he was, was the right Moody. choice, but he did a good job. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Colin Farrell is a penguin. Yeah. Oh my god! Like they're gonna HBO Max for him pretty soon. I'll watch that 100. percent Oh yeah, 100. percent But yeah, I, I, mean, this Go- was- I enjoyed Gotham. I, I mean, I, I liked Gotham too. I think they did a pretty good job on Gotham too. So for sure. Yeah. And I think, like, with all the stuff, like, if you read some of the comics about this guy, like the Joker, um, like, that's where some of the stuff, he's one of my favorite characters. And, you know, a lot of the stuff, like, a lot of the action figures I have, it gets really into some dark places with him, too. But but it's a good time. It's funny, like, like you say about you holding on those Moon Knight comics in the 70s. It's like, 
if you were to tell arms in the early 90s at Holy Names High School, who used to read Batman on his lunch break, uh, you know, that all of this would be mainstream and you could be able to get stuff like this. And it's not, Crazy. You're not it's it's insane to me. It's like I say to Carrie, I'm like, and Liam, by the way, my son, not so much into Batman, doesn't care about Batman. Yeah, you were telling loves, me. Loves Spider-Man. <laughs> Spider-Man's his guy. Spidey's know? the man. Spidey's the man. I grew well, up what with a time Sp to live in. You know? I grew up with Spidey. I grew up with Batman. I, I, I hate to say it, but some of my moral code comes from the comics because I, the right, you know what I mean? Like, I think we were taught how to treat people properly as well. You know what I mean? It's funny. It's funny. You should say that a good friend of mine um, who's been on the show many times and my wife and I are very good friends with them is uh, Ian and Chantel uh, Bacon Macri from Fight Like Mason. And we became friends with Ian and Chantel through, Liam utilizing one of their power poles. We've talked about it here on the show, but Ian and I have this conversation a lot too about how as kids, we have been so exposed to that sort of um, that moral compass, right? And I know Ian had said that he tried to and very much had that sort of resonate with Mason. Um, you know, Liam and I, we watch Spider-Man stuff all the time. He loves Spider-Man, not quite on like sort of like the morality or like somebody just doing the right thing because it's the right thing to do. But for me, from a Batman perspective, I, I always like about sort of the unwavering commitment, uh, right? It's 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 doing what doing what the hard choice is, even though you know it's going to be the hard choice because it's the right thing to do. But I, I love that sort of like ph philosophical introspective look into comics that, and that, pop culture. I, th that's pretty much what got me hooked on. Adam West's Batman had a moral compass, and he was good. Yeah. And it was just, I mean, what, what I, what I grew up with, I, I was, it was good. It was good. I was lucky because I, I, I had people that influenced me and brought these books and shows to my attention. And I appreciate some people didn't like them. I liked them. So, but I'm a big well, geek and I'm a, I'm geeking out right now with all this stuff. So it's funny, right? Like I, when I bring people on the show, it's like, I know what that, like a, another buddy of mine, Adam Castle from We Tech Alliance, he's like, biggest Ninja Turtle Power Rangers fan you've ever met. I oh. mean, I've watched the shows, but he's like right into it. Me, I don't know if you can see up here. I I used to love the show from Disney. Uh, it was in the mid nineties, Gargoyles. Uh, see that one. I don't even, that one I missed completely. That's out oh, of my, I'm too so old, bro. Good. Yeah. So no good. And it's like the oh, 90s. No, hold, on. hold on. I think I do remember it. It was a cartoon and yeah. there was the one gargoyle. He was a real buff yeah, that's Gar Goliath. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, Goliath. And then there were smaller and ones that went along with them. And the whole voice cast was like literally everyone from Star Trek The Next Generation. Okay. And, that makes uh, sense. Yeah. It was on, it was really for Disney, it was super dark. Um, but they basically lived in New York. They're like Batman, right? They protected the streets at night. Right. And I do. Um, actually, I do remember it because I, I have never stopped watching cartoons and I don't think I ever will. So same. Same. It's, it's a nice <laughs> stress reliever. Stress reliever. It's what I like. Whatever. It's a few minutes left to go. Um, sure. Overall, I mean, what do you want to tell people about the benefits of, about getting a home inspection, right? If they're sure, on the fence can, and, and they're getting can. into something, you know, like, what do you want to tell those folks that are like, ah, you know what, I'm, I'm going to eyeball it or, or I'm just going to waive it? Well, I mean, would you buy a used car and not have a mechanic look at it or at least have someone competent look at it? That's the analogy I look, I, I use. If you're going to buy a home, even a new home, believe it or not, and we do inspect those, to have an unbiased third party, because that's what we are. We're unbiased. We're not your dad. We're not your mom. We're not, we're not selling you anything. We're just there to provide a service. We'll tell you what's going on with the major components of the home building you're purchasing. And that's it in a nutshell. And for a no it's a nominal cost in the big picture of what it costs to own a home. So smart buyers get home inspections. Sometimes the market doesn't allow it. You can do a pre-inspection before you make your offer. We do those all the time. You can, I've had people have us do the inspection after they purchased a home. They were aware they purchased a home that may have some issues. They just wanted to know where to start. So my opinion, if you can get it conditionally, put it as a condition, it protects you. It protects everyone involved. And at the end of the day, sometimes I point, we find things that even the seller didn't know about. So to me, it's what I do for a living so that I'm not going to undermine myself by telling you not to do it, but I can understand that in certain markets, 
with supply and demand issues, I could see it being overlooked. And I think a lot of people that overlooked it are now regretting it. And I'm getting those calls. So, and I don't enjoy that. I'm not happy to do that. I don't want to say, oh, see, I told you so. That's not good business. Good business is taking care of people before the fact, not telling them after the fact you screwed up. That's right. That's right. Well, my man, it's a pleasure to be your friend. Uh, Even even more of a pleasure to uh, work with you along the journey. And uh, I just want to say thank you for being you and, and keep up doing the great work that you do. And I'm sure that we'll talk again on the show whenever you got some time. Anytime you need me, I'm at your service. God bless you. Rob, thank you so much, my man. Take care, brother. See you, bud. Rob Aseppi from Amerispect. Awesome dude. Uh, knows his stuff when it comes to what you should be looking for in a home. Um, and just a wealth of knowledge when it comes to uh, the whole industry of, uh, you know, home purchasing and finding potential issues down the road. Very passionate guy about the things that he loves to talk about as well. Uh, big comic book nerd, too which doesn't uh, hurt anybody as well. Um, the comments continue to roll in as we wrap up the show here. Uh, Sherry says, please post the email. I didn't catch what you said. Very impressed with your show and guests. Thank you, Sherry. Appreciate it. I put a lot of time and effort into this show. And uh, these are people in Windsor, Essex, I can vouch for uh, that I've worked with for almost you know, 10, 15 years and uh, our neighbors and people living and working right here in YQG. Uh, email for the Humane Society, if you want to get a hold of us, is events, events at windsorhumane.org or go to windsorhumane.org for more information too. And just go to donations and donate now and how to contact our team there as well. So thank you, Sherry. We hope you tune in for the Arms of Light Project each and every Tuesday here live on Facebook, uh, LinkedIn, and Twitter. Just real quickly before we wrap up the show, speaking of the Humane Society, we're brewing some good news with this program. We do have some highly collectible ceramic coffee mugs up for grabs. They're $20 and 100% of the pro, uh, proceeds go to benefit the Windsor-Essex County Humane Society and the Ronald McDonald House here in Windsor and Essex County at Windsor Regional Hospital. So these are being produced by my partners over at Hag Customs in Amherstburg, Ontario. They are dishwasher safe, microwavable safe, and they are brewing up good news for great causes. Again, $20 and 100% of the proceeds go to the Windsor-Essex County Humane Society and the Ronald McDonald House. So if you want to pick up those, you can message me directly on Facebook would love to have you hold one of those mugs in your hand as you listen or watch to the show. That's going to do it for this week on the program. Next week, we are back Tuesday night at eight with a cavalcade of guests that are going to join us. And we're going to be talking about one of my favorite topics, weather in Windsor, Essex. So stick around for that. Thank you so much for watching. Have a great night. And we'll see you next week here on the project. (laughs) 